Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I was waiting to discuss this with you on this program because, candidly, it's so seriously mind-blowing that you know my policy. I don't need to be first. Um, I want to be right or as close to right while still speculating as possible. Folks, what I'm going to get to today is, is I don't even know how to describe the depth of the depravity we'd be talking here. Let me just put the bottom line up front. Is there a criminal investigation going on into the lab leak theory? And if so, is that criminal investigation about bigger things than we even think? Wow, is that a tease? I promise you today's show is going to toast your muffins. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your online activity free from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let's get right to it. Producer Joe, on this fine Friday where we have a loaded show prepared, mm-hmm. please give us your traditional Friday opening in your worst 1960 well, show. it's Friday! <laughs> Bringing us back to the yes. halcyon days of puking on the radio oh, as he did it yes, back it when Joe started back in the 1920s. Just kidding. Joe's not that old, uh, not yeah. even close. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Listen, you've heard me talk often at the open of every show about the importance of VPNs and keeping people away from looking at your online activity. It's none of their business. I do my research on my sponsors. I don't recommend brands I don't use and can't vouch for. I say with full confidence, ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market today, and it's important. Here's why. I owe you reasons, right? Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. Lots of cheap VPNs actually make money by selling your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do it. They even developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. That's great. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol. They're engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. I've tried a lot of VPNs. Paula has too. And listen, they're not fast. They're just super slow. ExpressVPN's always blazing fast. Let's me stream videos in HD, a quality with zero buffering. The last thing that sets ExpressVPN apart, it's super easy to use. You don't need any technical skills. Just fire up the app. Literally tap one button to connect. That's it. It's not just me saying this. CNET, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So do I. So protect yourself with a VPN I use and trust. Use my link today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. And get an extra three months free on a one-year package. What a deal. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, here we go. Just a reminder before I toast your muffins, bake your bagels during this show, blacken your salmon. <laughs> Don't always think of the new food ones, right? My show launches... On Fox News, I'm sorry to, you know, I don't mean to beat you over the head with this, but I really need your help. You know, Fox and I have both agreed to do this going forward, and I want this experiment in Dan Bongino content on Fox to work, and I need your help. My new show, now titled Unfiltered, begins tomorrow, Saturday, June 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern time on the Fox News channel. I want to announce our first guest. Drum roll, please. Thank you, Gee. Little that was actually pretty good. That sounded like a drum roll. Governor Ron DeSantis, America's governor, 
our governor on the show and the star of a almost daily series on the Dan Bongino show called Ron DeSantis Strikes Again. You know what, Key? Leave it. Throw that in. Can you throw that in in post too? And leave me asking you to put it in in post in there. Okay, I'll leave a blank spot right here. I didn't hear it while it happened because he put it in a post, but isn't it great? Ron DeSantis, it's good. The, the guest lineup is insane. Jocko Willink, too. Oh, unfiltered. Set your DVR Saturday, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Thanks for your support. Really, seriously, I know I've been a little hyperbolic in the past, but I'm really excited about the show. So again, I was waiting to discuss this with you. I had this information earlier from multiple sources, and I saw it best summed up best on a Twitter thread I have uh, retweeted. You know my thing with Twitter, I try to stay off it as much as possible, and I don't put really any original content on there for me. You have to go to Parler to get that, where it's my thoughts. I try not to use that at all. But sometimes this information is so important. Other people put out there, you will see me retweet things occasionally on that. and. Um, one of them is from a Dawson S. Field account. It's the best one I've seen sum this up. I got this a few days ago from someone else who pointed it out to me and then another source. The question is this. Is there a criminal investigation going on into this Fauci email gate thing and who's the subject of it? So first things first, let's set it up. There's an article in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter. I really encourage you to read. It's from the Daily Caller. It's titled Report. U.S. government officials encouraged the COVID-19 origin cover-up by Michael Ginsburg. Was there a cover-up? Is there an investigation into that cover-up? And most importantly, what were they covering up? So again, let's set it up. First screenshot from the piece. They give you kind of some background on the origins, this lab leak hypothesis that the Chinese government may have um, suffered a lab leak, which caused this coronavirus plague around the world. So there was a Department of State employee by the name of Christopher Park, and it says, quote, the Kohler article, that Christopher Park did not want to open Pandora's box of U.S. funding for gain-of-function research, according to a Vanity Fair report. The government indirectly funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology through grants to a nonprofit group called EcoHealth Alliance. That's important. Keep EcoHealth Alliance in your head this entire time. The funding was not subject to a Department of Health and Human Services review board that could have rejected the grant because the sub-agency that awarded the grant did not alert the review board. So step one of this big question, is there a criminal investigation going on? What the hell are they investigating? We now know that it appears likely that at a minimum, we indirectly funded this Wuhan Institute of Virology, where it's now believed by many this coronavirus might have leaked from. Everybody tracking? We'll move on. Want to get through this? a lot of material here. Part two from this Daily Caller piece. EcoHealth Alliance, the group that received taxpayer funds, distributed $600,000 to the Wuhan Institute of Virology between 2014 and 2019 for the purpose of studying bat coronaviruses. The money was granted to EcoHealth by the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the National Institutes of Health sub-agency led by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hmm. The money was distributed during a government moratorium on gain-of-function research. Keep that up a minute, Key. Important takeaways here. We know that Wuhan Institute of Virology got money, got it from the EcoHealth Alliance, that got money from Fauci's National Institutes of Health sub-agency, okay? 
And we know it was distributed during a quote from the piece, moratorium on this. In other words, we weren't allowed to do it, but someone did it. Here's the last part of this, uh, this screenshot. If you ban gain-of-function research, you ban all of virology, an NIH official reportedly said. Ever since the moratorium, everyone's gone wink-wink and just done gain-of-function research anyway. <laughs> this is getting, wait till we get to the videos. This is getting good. So there's a moratorium on gain-of-function research, making viruses more powerful. It looks like someone in the government was wink, wink to quote doing it anyway. And then the money made its way indirectly to EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan Institute where the lab, the lab we believe the coronavirus may have leaked from. You're like, all right, we know all this. Oh, oh I have to set it up. This is important. Third screenshot from this piece. We'll get to the videos, which are even more stunning. It says here, this Christopher Park was not the only government official to oppose pursuing this lab leak hypothesis, however. This guy, Danano, told Vanity Fair that an intelligence analyst struggled to find a report written by officials working at a Department of Energy lab. Danano told Vanity Fair he viewed the report as being intentionally buried within the classified collection system. Department of Energy officials then attempted to block State Department officials from meeting with the report's author, Danano alleged. U.S. government has prohibited gain-of-function research, making viruses more powerful. Sounds like a good idea. Appears people in the U.S. government indirectly funded that kind of research anyway. Appears that that money we used to fund it, despite the moratorium, made its way to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now appears likely that the virus may have leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. Appears there was a report done on it. And it appears that, someone, appears that someone in the government system is burying that report so no one can see it, according to these allegations. Very, very disturbing. Read the Daily Caller piece, Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's right there. Now that we have the setup, looking at the clock, because I want to make sure I summed it up in 10 minutes, which is good. 10 minutes. Now we have to ask the question, well, what are they covering up? Why are they making reports disappear? Why are death threats being issued? I'm going to ask a question that's probably going to get me in trouble, but it's, it's the good kind of trouble. Because I've always asked questions about Spygate and other things that have gotten me in trouble only to later be vindicated. I watched Maura Eliason on Fox News last night on Brett Baer's show, who is a you know, pretty pronounced leftist. I think it's obvious and you know, always toes the leftist company line. And now more Eliason's like, well, you know, maybe we should have looked at that lab leak hypothesis. But, you know, these other theories about a bioweapon, oh, they're crazy. Here we are back to the, you're a conspiracy theorist again. The minute more Eliason said that, I remembered an email I got a few days ago and I said, here we go. Left this at it again. Instead of entertaining an idea, calling it a conspiracy theory from the start. And that's why, of course, leftists will jump all over this segment now. But that's great. As long as they put the link to the show, I'm very happy. Here's the question. What are they covering up? Did we finance a bioweapon from China? Oh, oh, the verdict is in, folks. Leftists are they're clawing at their faces, pulling hair out. Claw salivating at the oh, but you know, conspiracy. Theory. Oh, like conspiracy. Theory. You can't say that. Oh, they 
face, claw, salivating at the mouth, foam, foam everywhere, foam all over the place. Because leftists are generally dunce imbeciles. And anytime you ask a question that makes them uncomfortable, of course, they go into a panic and call it conspiracy Are they covering up the fact that we may, I repeat, may have financed a Chinese bioweapon with gain-of-function research money that was paid out after the government prohibited gain-of-function research money? Watching the leftists go crazy over the idea that this may have been a bioweapon says to me, it, it, the effect is unintentional, I'm sure, you know. The, the, the intentional effect of the left by calling everyone wackos and conspiracy theorists who actually ask this question about a bioweapon is to shut us up. But the, what really happens is I talk about it more because the leftist telling us to shut up makes me believe there could, could be something there. Am I tell, let me be clear on this because I believe in facts on the show. Am I telling you this is a Chinese bioweapon, COVID-19? No, that's not what I'm telling you. Am I telling you it could be? Oh, yeah. Did we finance a bioweapon from China that wiped out millions of people with our taxpayer dollars? Ooh. Digest that one a minute. I'd like to say it's scandal of the century, but after Spygate, I'm, and what could come next, I'm hesitant to give out that gold medal right away in the Scandal Olympics. Did we finance a bioweapon with U.S. taxpayer dollars? And killed millions of people and escaped from the lab. Fauci's panicking about this one, too. Fauci gave a media appearance the other day and was like, what do you think? The Chinese built a bioweapon to kill millions of their citizens and Americans? Uh, no, Doc, I don't believe they leaked it on purpose. That's why it's called a leak. Now, wh why do I think this? That it's possible we may have financed a bioweapon. Well, one, as I told you, the leftist response is always indicative of we, that we should double down, that we're over a target. When they start freaking out, it usually means it's true. But here's Admiral Brett Garrar on, I believe, with Bill Hammer on the Fox News Channel. And listen, Brett Garrar, who is, was intimately involved with the whole coronavirus task force under the Trump administration, he's been very outspoken lately. Um, and Brett Garrar was on Bill Hemmer, and here Brett Garrar just goes for it. Check this one out. It is not outrageous to hypothesize, you say, that the virus could have been part of an offensive bioweapons program and leaked out accidentally. Um, sure, that, that seems to be discount. Well, uh, that seems to be discounted by Dr. Collins and other people. I think the most likely uh, explanation is that it was gain-of-function mutation work. It leaked out. But uh, unlike the United States, the United States does not have an offensive biological weapons program. There are multiple open sources of, of intel that suggest that China has an extensive biological weapons program and that it's integrated between state laboratories, academia, and private industry. So it is not crazy, as people uh, suggest, uh, like Dr. Collins suggested, that this could have been part of a bio program. That, that was you think he's just throwing that out there because he's got nothing to do on the Bill Hemmer program? He's bored, twiddling his thumbs. He's like, let me make something. Up. Oh, you know what? Bioweapon. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. You think he's eager for like Twitter retweets and sound bites? Like he cares about that? Folks, this 
again, I'm telling you this, understanding Spygate, the impeachment hoax, these mega scandals we've lived through in just the last five, six years. I'm telling you this one, this one is, this is it. I mean, this is potentially the gold, the platinum medal winner of scandals if this turns out to be true. And, and seriously, to the leftists who are obsessed with my show, the more you call this a conspiracy theory, the more I will double down. You've been warned. I don't care if ScrewTube bans us or Fakebook. I have Rumble. I have Parler. I have other outlets. I, can, I, I don't care. This may be the most important story of our lifetime. And your attacks will only enrage me further to talk about it more. You've been warned. I'm just putting it out there. You think Garrar's just going on Bill Hemmer and throwing that out there because he doesn't know anything? He was only a key member of the task force who obviously has access to top secret information about the coronavirus program. And he makes a pretty key point that, yes, the Chinese government, we have multiple intelligence sources as, as, which have outed repeatedly the Chinese government's active bioweapons creation program. Wouldn't that really be bizarre if our taxpayer dollars somehow assisted a bioweapons program? Now, let's go back to the beginning here. I, I kind of put the bottom line up front. Now we're going to start to build the case a little more that somebody's hiding something and it's clear that there's probably a law enforcement investigation going on right now. And again, the question is, what the hell did U.S. taxpayers pay for and did somebody try to make it go away? The investigation, that is. Dr. Redfield used to head the CDC. Dr. Redfield opened up Pandora's box back in March. I don't know if you remember this, but he was talking to Sanjay Gupta from CNN. He gave an interview back in March when the lab leak hypothesis was still considered by media buffoons, was still considered to be a conspiracy theory. Remember that? Back then, if you said it, you'd be banned from Twitter. We said it anyway. So did many others. Um, I don't really care what they say. But seriously, just back in March, what are we in now? I'm losing track of time. June. Not that long ago, this was still considered a nutty conspiracy theory. This was the moment, though. Pandora's box was open. And the so-called media serious people, what we would call the buffoons in the mainstream media, but they consider themselves seriously, had to start to pay attention. This was a key interview. Check this out. If I was to guess this virus started transmitting somewhere in September, October in Wuhan. September, October. That's my own view. It's an only opinion. I'm allowed to have opinions now. You know, I am of the point of view that I still think the most likely uh, etiology of this pathogen in Wuhan was a, from a laboratory, um, you know, escaped. Uh, the other people don't believe that. That's fine. Science will eventually figure it out. It's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect the laboratory worker. Kind of odd, no, that former Trump officials in the Trump administration, both Redfield and Garrar, who, again, had access to top secret information and were involved with the coronavirus task force with President Donald Trump. Once President Trump left office, felt the freedom to speak out. One of them says um, he's at this point believes it could be a lab leak. And the other one says, hey, we should pay attention to their bioweapons program. You think that's a big coinky dink? Now, as I said just a few minutes ago, you can always tell you're over a target gauging the response by the leftists and the degree of the freakout. So after Redfield went out, 
and spoke about that, you'll notice that we just found out from the Epic Times, and you'll see this headline, former CDC Director Redfield received death threats from scientists for supporting Wuhan lab leak theory. Ladies and gentlemen, someone was panicking. Redfield was talking about a lab leak. Garar's now talking about the possibility of a bioweapon. We now know from the Daily Caller report, our money was indirectly used to fund this kind of stuff. You see why the panic's ensuing now? And that leads to part two of this, where we'll get to, is there a criminal investigation going on right now? Was there a pressure campaign to shut people up who wanted to talk about this? You take a quick break from one of my sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, summer's almost here, which means Father's Day is right around the corner. Please go to omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar and get that a great gift. The Get Out and Grill assortment. It has delicious entrees. 20 of them he's guaranteed to love. Like what? Like ultra juicy burgers, plump juicy chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. These strips are aged 30 days. It's important. You know why? Tenders them right up. You cut them with a butter knife. A little seasoning on them. Mm. Plus, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense flavor. There's no better gift here for Father's Day. Omaha Steaks, it isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Visit omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino, and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today, don't we? Send Dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he'll love and can share with you. And don't forget, for a limited time, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. That's omahasteaks.com, enter keyword Bongino. Go today. Great Father's Day gift. Enjoy it together. All right, so Garrar, Redfield, former Trump officials, kind of opening that box up. Everybody starts panicking. So now let's get to this part two. I said, is there a criminal investigation? What's my evidence here? Again, please go check out the Twitter thread. I retweeted by Dawson S. Field. It's quite interesting. A lot of this stuff will be in there. I'm going to combine it with some stuff I got from someone else as well. So what makes me think there's a criminal investigation into efforts to make this cover-up go away, to cover up the cover-up of the lab leak hypothesis. Well, here's an interesting email that came out in the Fauci emails. You saw some of it the other day. It's an email from a guy by the name of Peter Daszak, who conveniently works with the EcoHealth Alliance I discussed earlier. You see why I did this in order? EcoHealth Alliance is that entity that got your taxpayer dollars and was working with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Peter Daszak worked there. Peter Daszak, conveniently, I want you to pay very close attention to the date, April 18th, emails Dr. Anthony Fauci. Pay very close attention to the date, April 18th, 2020. Peter Daszak, Anthony Fauci. He's emailing someone in Fauci's office and CCing him, saying, hey, listen, I really basically want to thank you guys for your comments, talking about Fauci. He says, quote, from my perspective, your comments are brave and coming from your trusted voice will help dispel the myths being spun around the virus origins. He says, once this is over, I look forward to thanking you in person and letting you know how important your comments are to all of us. So the guy who works with the entity who got taxpayer dollars and then indirectly we use them to fund the Wuhan Institute of Virology is sending Fauci a thank you on April 18th, 2020? 
What is he thanking Fauci for? Well, here's April 17th, 2020, the day before Dashak thanks Fauci. And here's what Fauci said the day before. Check this out. There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. So there was a paper? So Fauci says on April 17th, hey, <laughs> yeah. press, press, Borg members of the press. So, you know, the Borg, they think with a collective mind. I don't even watch Star Trek. Someone just told me about the Borg. But I've heard they think with a collective hive mind. So Borg members of the press, don't worry. There's a paper coming out. And this paper is going to be pretty clear that don't worry, it wasn't a lab leak. This was an evolutionary process. Jump from a pangolin or bat or whatever to a human being. No worries, folks. And weird, the next day, Peter Daszak sends an email. Thank him. Gee, can we go back to that Daszak email? Before, sorry, I don't mean to go out of order, but it's important. Scroll down a little bit. There's a redaction there on the email highlighted. That highlight, again, hat tip Dawson Field, because I always like to give appropriate credit. There's part of it that's redacted. The email from Peter Daszak the day after Fauci's comments saying, hey, there's a paper out there saying this is all BS. Don't worry about it. The redaction is interesting because it's redacted. We'd like to know what it says. But the redaction is even more interesting because if you look at the highlight, it's redacted because of B7A. What is B7A? That gives the reason for the redaction. <laughs> you ready? Get a load of this one. That's the code for if we put this out there, it would interfere with an active law enforcement proceeding. Oh, oh, really? Really? Hmm. Press house Java there. An active law enforcement proceeding. Well, you may say to yourself, is Fauci under investigation? I mean, it was a Fauci FOIA. I'm not sure. I, I doubt it because as Dawson points out in the thread, you can read it yourself and you should. Well, nothing else is really, I mean, nothing. I shouldn't say nothing else. There's very little redacted in some of the other emails too, meaning that's kind of odd. If they were investigating Fauci, you'd think there'd be more redaction. So I, I don't know is the answer to that. But what I do know is this. There is some law enforcement proceeding going on, and they redacted portions of Dashak's email. Who could they be investigating? And remember that Fauci presser, where he talks about this paper that says, don't worry, it's all natural. Well, here's another email from one of Fauci's deputies, Greg Folkers. And I want you to pay very close attention to the date, and it may explain where the panic started internally. The panic started externally when Redfield gave that interview in March to uh, Sanjay Gupta. But internally, the panic broke out at a different time. Put up that email. 
Here's an email from Greg Folkers, one of Fauci's deputies at NIH. You can see it's obviously his official government email. He sent it Friday, January 31st, 2020. It's a paper. It says, Mining Coronavirus Genomes for Clues to Origins Outbreak. They were asking a lot of questions in this paper. Questions people didn't want asked. Like, hey, is this, uh, you know, could this thing possibly be from lab or else? Where did this thing come from? So Fauci's deputy back in January, before that April 17th conference, seems a little bit concerned about where the origins are, and other people appeared very concerned too. Hmm. Back in January. Maybe Dashak and them started a panic right around then. Why are people asking questions about where this came from? Because it's only one of the biggest questions of our time. Here's a weird email, though. Here's the next one. Weird because you don't see Fauci's email anywhere on it. Yet the FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, for Fauci's emails was for Fauci's emails. But if you'll notice, you don't really see Fauci's email anywhere. Is it redacted? This is a strange email. Because that same guy, Greg Folkers, who in January was uh, a recipient of this paper article wondering about the origins of this, same guy's on it, Greg Folkers, Fauci's deputy. And you notice he's warning about being a co-author on a paper? He's saying, I agree, I will not be a co-author. There's this paper they want someone in Fauci's office to be a co-author on. Is that the same paper he was talking about April 17th? Well, here's a question for you. Is this the paper? Here's the next element here. From this, uh, what is it, New Jersey, uh, uh, excuse me, the uh, jur some journal of medicine. Is this the paper that they wanted him to be a co-author on? New England Journal of Medicine. Escaping Pandora's Box, another novel coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> look at the authors, ladies and gentlemen. Taubenberger, MD, PhD. Peter Dashak, PhD, and David Morins. Well, what did they say in this paper in the New England Journal of Medicine? Let's go to the next part of this. This is just really fascinating. It says, of course, scientists tell us SARS-CoV did not escape from a jar. RNA sequences closely resemble those of viruses that silent circ silently circulate in bats. And epi epidemiological information implicates a bat origin virus infecting unidentified animal species sold in China's live animal markets. So really weird how Peter Daszak and this guy Tautenberger are authors on this paper. Fascinating. Uh, this paper says, no worries, folks. Don't you worry. Looks like it just came from a bat market thing, live animal markets. Nobody worry. Lab leak, schmab leak. No worries. Is that the paper? Is that the paper they want someone from Fauci's office to be a co-author on? Is that the paper Fauci citing in this April 17th presser where he says, media people, don't worry. There's a paper that says this is evolutionary. No lab leak at all. And is that the paper the next day? Dashak, one of the authors of the paper, is thanking Fauci basically for his comments on an email that's been redacted because of an ongoing criminal investigation. Law enforcement investigation? 
Ladies and gentlemen, what's redacted there? What's redacted there? Let's go back to Fauci again. Here's Fauci again. I'm going to play this again. Talking about this paper and giving basically marching orders to the press to never speak of the lab leak hypothesis again because Fauci was their messiah. Listen now again. The paper's been out there. He knows about the paper. Dashak's one of the authors of the paper with this guy, Tautenberger. Tautenberg, whatever his name is. And Fauci knows what it says. And Dashak appears to have a very good reason here for not wanting to talk about lab leaks. Check it out. <clears throat> there was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. Was that Dashak's paper that he thanked him about the next day? Why was Dashak again so eager to make all this go away? All right, I got, I'm going to get to my, my next sponsor. But on the other side of this, I'm going to show you something odd that happened just six days later after Fauci made those comments. Just six days later, folks, if Joe Biden was doing it, just six days later, if you're watching on video, you'll get it. Hey, Vincero's back. There it is right there. It's my Altitude S blue face, brown leather band. Love it. Love this. Love this watch. This is my manly man watch. <laughs> they know just how important it is to look and feel your best. They're here to keep you feeling good wherever you go. That's why they create watches and sunglasses that are stylish, classy, and beautiful. They believe you deserve to look good. Getting out. Everybody's walking around now. Going to the beach. Vincero's the best solution for your everyday style needs. I love it. Don't wear anything else. In the office, on a date, anywhere in between, Vincero makes it so you don't have to choose between function, looks, or price. They're the best of all three. Head over to VinceroCollective.com slash Bongino and check out my favorite picks and take advantage of my special discount code when you shop. I Folks, this one is just sharp. Altitude S, blue face, brown leather band. Here's another one. Check out another one. Black face, black leather band. Also tight. 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 Every purchase automatically comes with a five-year warranty and a 365-day return policy. It's stress-free shopping with fair and honest prices. That's why Vincero has over 30,000 five-star reviews. You deserve the best from their team in San Diego. They're always available to help if you need anything. Men's Journal recently called Vincero Watches beautiful, bold, classic designs and the real deal. The deal's too good to pass up. Go to VinceroCollective.com slash Bongino. Use my discount code Bongino, and it will be automatically applied at discount. Ser uh, at checkout, excuse me. Seriously, guys, head on over to the website now. Pick one up. They're beautiful. Get yourself a timepiece or better, get a Father's Day gift for your father or the man in your life. Now's the perfect time to pick up that perfect gift. Support my show by buying one of these awesome watches. Don't forget, go to VinceroCollective.com slash Bongino. Go again, support my show. Let them know. It's V-I-N-C-E-R-O Collective.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right, getting back to the show. So after that Fauci presser, where Fauci seems to squash the lab leak hypothesis, and of course the Lemming media is like, okay, Fauci, we love you. Fauci, whatever you say. 
despite mounds of evidence it may have leaked from a lab. Something happened six days afterwards. Look at this CBS News report. Now, the report's dated May 11, 2020 by Scott Pelley. But I want you to read the headline, read it closely. I'm going to get to a screenshot from it in a minute. Trump administration cuts funding for coronavirus researcher, jeopardizing possible COVID-19 cure. Wouldn't it be really, really insane if just six days after Fauci's telling everyone, don't worry, read this paper, and I believe the paper is the Dashak paper saying, don't worry about the lab leak, this looks like it's natural. Dashak, whose EcoHealth Alliance got taxpayer money to help indirectly fund the lab they think it leaked from. Wouldn't it be really weird if it was Dashak's funding that was cut despite Fauci six days earlier saying, hey, Dashak, that's our guy. Don't worry. Check out the paper. (laughs) Here, from the CBS piece. It's about Dashak. But his funding from the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, was killed two weeks ago by a political disinformation campaign targeting China's Wuhan Institute. You see how that works? <laughs> you see how that works? Fauci gives the marching orders. Everyone obey Dashak and the Dashak paper. Pay no attention to the lab leak theory behind the curtain. Conveniently, Dashak's EcoHealth Alliance is getting taxpayer money and indirectly funding the lab we think it leaked from in China, a lab we believe may have been involved in bioweapons. And what happens? Gosh, six days later, somebody in the Trump administration, probably Trump himself, gets wind of this and goes, we're funding this crap? No more. No more. But was someone in that circle trying trying then to pressure people in the government to make this thing go away because they didn't want the scandal of the century taxpayer funding of a potential bioweapon getting out there? Was there a pressure campaign? Let me do this. Less, but I target. I don't want to forget that. Sorry, sorry folks. I got to like, get it together on the administrative front. Was there a pressure campaign? Look at this article from April 29th, 2020. Just a couple of weeks after that Fauci presser there. Why the U.S. government stopped funding a research project on bats and coronaviruses. And someone got really vocal about his efforts. He was very, very annoyed that his funding got cut. Wouldn't it be weird if it was Dashak? Well, we know it was his funding that got cut. And wouldn't it be weird if he admitted to basically putting the squeeze on people at the NIH to getting that money back? Like I said, like I says, my grandmother used to say, like I says, I says, wouldn't it be really weird if Dashak already admitted to pressuring the NIH? Well, let's go to the NPR piece. I'm just reporting what's out there publicly. You can look at it all yourself. Quote, Dashak said, this was particularly mystifying because just a day earlier, NIH had released a strategic plan detailing COVID-19 research priorities. Here's the quote from Dashak. Our work is relevant to all four priority areas with the strategic, within the strategic plan, said Dashak. Quote, we really don't understand the rationale behind this, talking about the cancellation of the money, he says. Quote, and we've reached out to NIH and we haven't received a response yet. Did they reach out? That's interesting. They reached out. What, what, what were they doing on, what were they reaching, reaching out about? Was, was somebody trying to squelch something? 
Are these not fair journalistic questions we're allowed to ask? It's only the biggest plague of our modern lifetime. Are, they, are, these, are, these, are these unfair questions? We had a line here? Is these, are these unfair questions? You know what's even more interesting here? As Dashak and others are, and this crew of people in the media are citing the lab leak hypothesis in 2020 as a disinformation campaign by conservatives, which actually looks like it could be true now, meaning the disinformation campaign was actually by the media and others involved with that little circle of people. Right around this time, in order to make the lab leak hypothesis go away, the already broken WHO, World Health Organization, which has misled us from the start, putting out a series of nonsensical statements. Um, I actually cover it in my book, Follow the Money. The last chapter on the WHO in China is pretty damning, and I wrote it months ago. The WHO wanted to issue a report to make sure nobody paid any attention to the lab leak hypothesis. How do I know that? Well, here's a Yahoo News story. Zachary Evans. WHO report dismisses COVID lab leak hypothesis. This is back in March of 2021. They're still trying to make this thing go away. Here's screenshot number one from this Yahoo piece. A joint report by Western and Chinese scientists. You should dismiss it right there. Contracting with the WHO urges exploration of every COVID origin hypothesis, except for that of the lab leak, the AP reported on Monday. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? We're going to investigate everything but the lab leak. It goes on. The report expected to be released on Tuesday was based on the findings of an investigative team that traveled to Wuhan in February and suggests that bat-to-human transmission is the most likely origin. They're still doing this in March of 2021. Now, wouldn't this be, I mean, I'm running out of adjectives, bonkers, Looney Tunes? If one of the people involved in that investigative team was the Peter Daszak whose emails redacted due to a law enforcement investigation, an email he sent to Fauci thanking Fauci for citing his paper also, basically eliminating the possibility of a lab leak hypothesis, the same Dash Act involved in the EcoHealth Alliance that got taxpayer money and worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology that may have leaked, may have leaked a bioweapon. Wouldn't that be a fascinating investigation? Well, let's go to screenshot number two from the Yahoo piece, and let's see who was involved with that investigation that didn't even look into the lab leak hypothesis just back in March. The only American permitted by China to join the investigation, Peter Daszak. Ha! Wow! God, China wanted him. That wow! What a what a big quinky dink right there. The only American permitted to join the investigation by China, Daszak steered five hundred ninety eight thousand in grants from the NIH to the Wuhan Institute of Virology between 2014 and 2020. The grants were in part intended to fund research into bat coronaviruses and were supplied through the EcoHealth Alliance, a research nonprofit headed by Dashak. Six of the 17 Western sciences permitted to join the team after Beijing was given veto power over its members' work for EcoHealth. So the only guy, American, permitted to go and examine Everything but the lab leak hypothesis, which the WHO basically, I guess, forbade in this study, was Peter Daszak, the guy who thanked Fauci and whose paper, I believe, Fauci cited April 17th 
of 2020 and who Dashak thanked on April 18th of 2020 in an email now redacted because of a law enforcement investigation. Here's a video of Dashak from 60 Minutes where even Leslie Stahl, one of the worst journalists you'll ever see in your life, she's up there with Christian, I'm on poor. But she actually asks a good question, which is stunning. Here's Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes talking to Peter Daszak. Same guy. Chinese seem to want, and they really seem to love Daszak. And she asks, hey, when you went over and did this study into the whole, you know, origins thing, and which discounted the lab leak before it even started, how do you know it didn't leak from a lab? Listen to this answer. It's even Leslie Stahl is incredulous. Check this out. I'm on the WHO team for a reason. And, you know, if you're going to work in China on coronaviruses and try and understand their origins, you should involve the people who know the most about that. And for better or for worse, I do. He says the team did look into the leak theory during a visit with lab scientists and deemed it extremely unlikely. We met with them. We said, do you audit the lab? And they said, annually? Did you audit it after the outbreak? Yes. Was anything found? No. Do you test your staff? Yes. No. But you're just was... taking their word for it. Well, what else can we do? So you're just taking their word for it. Well, what else can we do? I don't know. Ask for the blood samples from the three employees of the Wuhan lab that got sick from what appears to be a viral infection right around November when the coronavirus pandemic started. Maybe that's a good place to start, Peter. I'm just going to throw that out there for you to entertain. Wow, Dan. It's a, you were a criminal investigator. What a great. No, 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 no. I'm being funny. Any idiot would understand that. Three people got sick in November in the Wuhan lab from a viral infection. Maybe you could ask for those blood tests. Don't worry. Peter said the Chinese government told them, nothing to see here, folks. I'm going to say this again. Put a bread on this sandwich and wrap it up and bookend this segment. I got one more piece of video, but. I'm not kidding when I I want you to really, really digest this because this will be the scandal of our lifetime. Did we finance a Chinese bioweapon with taxpayer dollars that killed millions of people? And did someone try to pressure government officials to cover it up? Let me play one last seven, eight seconds tops cut of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Who still claims now that, hey, I just messed up in the emails. The science was evolving. Well, if it was evolving, why were you thanking people about evolving science that seemed to downplay the most likely hypothesis, the lab leak? And why for months and weeks afterwards were you still claiming the lab leak hypothesis was either unlikely or you know, semi-ridiculous. You doubt me? Here's Anthony Fauci again. This could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. The way the mutations have naturally evolved. Really? Could not have been? Somebody pressuring somebody to say that? They didn't want their role in financing, at a minimum, gain-of-function research, which we know 
but again, possibly a bioweapon. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. I do want to cover the jobs numbers quick. I don't know if I'm going to have time to get to this stuff with the Susan Hennessy. I will get to it on the radio show today. Um, I'm going to try radio show again, 12 noon to 3 p. Eastern. You can always go to my website, bungito.com, click listen radio, and check your local radio station. Hey, Father's Day is coming up. I can promise you he doesn't want a mug or a tie. Give him a gift, save him thousands in ammo costs, and take your marksmanship and whoever you give it to to the next level. Get him iTarget Pro. I get a lot of positive feedback about products. This one, I get tons of email, and people love it. iTarget was invented to give law-abiding citizens a really cost-effective way to train. Train with your firearm. You have to practice. Sight alignment, sight picture, grip, stance, all of that. But, you know, listen, the range can get expensive. We know that. Plus, sometimes it's just inconvenient, and you got to clean your firearm afterwards. You know, it's worth it, but sometimes you just can't do it. What if I told you there was a better way to do it in the comfort of your own home? iTarget. They have a proprietary app, and it comes with a laser round. You load it into your empty, safely unloaded firearm, and when you depress the trigger and dry fire, it emits a laser. So now you see where the rounds would have landed on the target. See, dry firing's great, and firing an empty, you know, not, uh, but uh, depressing the trigger on an empty weapon, but you don't know where the rounds would have landed because there's nothing in there. iTarget Pro solves that problem for you. Develop muscle memory, sharpen your reaction speed, all of that, trigger function, iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223 for your AR, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com and save 10%, plus get free shipping with the offer code DAN. This is the best way to practice, and it pays for itself in one day. That's the letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, offer code DAN. Just a warning, you pick it up, you'll never put it down. You'll be training all day. You'll be... uh. You'll be Billy the Kid. You'll be a pistolier afterwards with this thing. It's that good. Very good. A lot of good practice. Okay, just quickly on the jobs numbers. The jobs numbers were another uh, huge disappointment. We were supposed to hit the 650 jobs created in May. It was 559,000. That's not a mystery to people out there who are rapidly figuring out that the reason we have fallen short on those jobs numbers is because we're paying people not to work with unnecessarily high unemployment benefits. Simple as that, folks. I'm not going to beat that horse to death. You pay people not to work, many of them aren't going to work. Loaded Newsday. We got this UFO thing, too. All right, let me roll through this quick. I'm going to make this segment fast, but it's important. This segment's called, Is the GOP Finally Growing a Pair? <laughs> Look at this article at the Hill. I saw this yesterday. Rebecca, I'm not going to say that last thing, because if I say that wrong, that could break really bad. Rebecca, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. You know, if you watch it at Rumble, I don't want to mispronounce it. Republicans, you, I know, right? I don't want to mess that up. Republicans target Trump, uh, Trump critics' role at DOJ. What's this about? Why is this story interesting? Finally, people in the GOP, whether they're listening to this show or not or doing their own thing, have figured out that the Biden administration is in the process of appointing people to sensitive law enforcement positions in the government that were deeply involved in the whole collusion hoax spygate fiasco. Um, and these people are probably being appointed to government to make sure that what the government did to Donald Trump by spying on him never, ever, ever sees the light of day. That Hill article is about the GOP targeting who? Susan Hennessy. Oh, if you're a listener to the show, you know who she is. If you're a new listener, you're like, who the hell is Susan Hennessy? That's the point. The Biden administration doesn't want you to know who Susan Hennessy is, and they're about to appoint her to a very sensitive position in the Department of Justice. And the GOP's finally like, 
Eh, ixnay on that one. We're not going to do that. Why? Who is Susan Hennessy, and why is it so important that we stop her from ever holding a government position? Ever. Well, here's a video first. She has a buddy. They hang together at this, they call him like the lawfare group. This, guy's by, this guy goes, uh, goes by the name Benjamin Witties. Goes by the name because that is his name. And who's Benjamin Witties buddies with? Who's Ben Witties? So just to follow, Susan Hennessy, best buds with Ben Witties. They wrote a book together. And Witties is best buds with who? Check this out. Ben Wittes, he is an NBC News legal analyst, editor-in-chief of Lawfare Blog, and a personal friend of James Comey. Mr. Wittes, welcome back. Thanks for having me. All right, you've gotten through, I assume, as much of the book as uh, you can. Yeah, I only uh, got it this afternoon, and, and so I'm, I'm sort of making my way through. Everybody is scrambling, I understand that. Um, what's the biggest surprise to you so far? Well, so, you know, I have been not surprised, actually, by a lot of the tone of it, because, you know, unlike a lot of people, I was kind of talking to Jim through some of this period, and uh, a lot of the tone of this book uh, is it's fully consistent with the tone of our conversations at the time. And so there you go. There's Ben Witties saying, hey, me and Comey, <laughs> we're like this. My buddy, remember Comey wrote a book? So who goes out there as a surrogate for Comey's book? Ben Witties saying, yeah, the book. Don't worry, folks. Nothing but the truth. <laughs> you know, Comey, his reputation for honesty. <laughs> so Ben Witties is buddies with Susan Hennessy, and Witties is buddies with Jim Comey, the grand poobah of the Spygate scandal. Okay. Oh, it gets better. Where does Witties work? Or where did she work? Well, let's see. This is from the Brookings Institution. Susan Hennessy was a senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institution. Oh, so Susan Witties worked at Brookings. Fascinating. Where did Witties, her buddy, whose buddies with Comey, who seems to vouch for Comey all the time, where did Witties work? Oh, weird. The Brookings Institution. Ben Witties, senior fellow, governance studies, editor-in-chief, lawfare. Huh. Strange. Wrote a book together, know each other. He knows Comey. Sure, she knows him too. Worked at Brookings. Why is that important where they work? Do you think I'm just bringing that up because I got nothing to talk about? Hell no. Hell to the no. Who did they work with at Brookings? Well, here's a paper. You'll notice the authors on this paper, one step forward, two steps back. Scroll down a little bit there. The realities of a rising China. You'll see it's Igor, Dan who else worked at Brookings? Igor Danchenko, Erica Downs, and Fiona Hill. They were over at Brookings, too. Wrote this paper together. They were over at Brookings? What does that have to do with Hennessy getting ready to get this government appointment that the GOP is finally concerned about? She works at Brookings with uh, Witties. And this Danchenko and Hill wrote papers for Brookings. Do they all know each other? Why is that important? Because who was Danchenko who wrote this paper for Brookings? Who was he? Oh, there we go. He was a senior research analyst in the foreign policy program at Brookings. And Fiona Hill is a senior fellow in the foreign policy program as well at the Brookings Institution. Huh. Who were these two? Let's go to this interesting headline from the Daily Yeast. Barbara Latza Nadal, who's shockingly not embarrassed to work there. Daily Beast, Steele dossier source, Igor Danchenko, Donald Trump is putting me in danger. 
So just to be clear here, a source for the steel dossier, PP hoax dossier, Danchenko worked at Brookings with Susan Hennessy, who worked with Ben Witties, who's a friend of Comey's. And they all worked together at Brookings at the same time with Fiona Hill. And you want to appoint this woman to a government position? Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, Fiona Hill worked at Brookings too. Who's Fiona Hill? Remember this article for the New for the New Yorker? She was an impeachment celebrity. John Cassidy, New Yorker. The extraordinary impeachment testimony of Fiona Hill. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, can I say the balls on these people are extraordinary? Do you understand the Biden administration doesn't even care anymore? You got a woman who was a key figure in promoting propaganda for the PP hoax, collusion hoax, Susan Hennessy. They actually want to appoint to a key position in the DOJ that the GOP is finally waking up about. Who worked with the people intimately involved in both the production of the Steer dossier, the Steel dossier, the impeachment hoax. And the guy involved with Jim Comey, who's his buddy, and it's like, hey, his book is just terrific. Nothing to see here, folks. No worries at all. Remember, the Democrats play for keeps. The Republicans pay for the Washington Post editorial column. Some of them are finally, if you know what I mean. Here, one last thing. I'll, I'll get to it more on Monday. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll talk about it on the radio show, hopefully, today. New York Times... UFO reports coming out soon. I know some of you think it's a distraction. I totally, completely disagree because people I know and I put video on the show about in the Trump administration who aren't looking to distract you from anything and our allies of the MAGA movement have said the exact opposite. Headline, New York Times, U.S. finds no evidence of alien technology and flying objects, but, but, but can't rule it out either. Folks, if that's not the headline of a lifetime, I don't know what is. As I said, I'm really almost sorry I had to do this show on a Friday because people take vacation. Listenership's always down just a little bit on Friday. Comes back on Monday. This is probably one of the most important shows we ever did. We've only covered the three biggest scandals of our lifetime. That we can't explain some unidentified technology. The Spygate people are trying to get back in government. And that we may be covering up for the development of a Chinese bioweapon that wiped out millions of people. Kind of a big Friday show, no? Thanks for tuning in, folks. Please don't miss my show again tomorrow, Saturday. Set your DVR, 10 p.m. Eastern time on the Fox News channel, unfiltered with Dan Bongino. I'm really happy to be doing it and with my partnership there. They uh, let me be unfiltered, which is important. Thanks for a great week. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.